Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Buckle up, strap yourself in, and get ready. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Thank you, everybody, for your uh, emails, for your tweets, for your um, posts and your notes on uh, Facebook and social media, wherever you find us, and you know we're everywhere. Thanks very much for your uh, for your concern for my little buddy, Sonny. He is doing better. He's doing significantly better. And uh, this morning, he actually went out for a walk in the backyard, but his buddy, Rocky, went out with him and supervised made sure that Sonny was okay, and usually they race to get into the house because they know it's treat time when they get in after their morning walk or their morning ablutions in the backyard. But this time, Rocky just held back and let Sonny come in first. A gracious little guy. And, you know, I got to thinking about how close we uh, came to, uh, to losing this little dude just a couple of days ago. And, uh, again, thanks so much for all your, your support and the stories you shared with me about your pets, your dogs, your cats, and what you've encountered. And no, I haven't heard from the bozo who sent me the email and uh, complained about my spending $3,000 on keeping my little buddy alive and telling me that I could have spent the money on um, children and, and the elderly and on and on it went. But I will. I'll have an opportunity to speak to him at least one more time. It won't be a long conversation, I can guarantee you that. But I'm just so pleased. The little man is uh, is getting better. He sat on my uh, on my lap last night, I was watching some TV, and so I did the guy thing, fell asleep, and he did the sunny thing, which is to uh, rear back and uh, pound me with both of his front paws to let me know that he wanted something. I didn't know what he wanted. We're still trying to figure that out, but he was coming back to being himself. There's a lot uh, we're going to talk about uh, on the show today. Among my guests is going to be an Australian member of Parliament. Uh, Brad Batten is going to be with us. And we're going to speak with Mr. Batten, who responded to some Twitter activity on my uh, on my Twitter account earlier in the week. And it had to do with the prime minister of this country not wanting to answer questions from members of Parliament except once a week during question period. And um, Mr. Batten responded to that. And uh, he was going to be on with Michelle Rempel, Calgary Conservative Member of Parliament. Ms. Rempel can join us now. She's going to be on a plane. But Mr. Batten will be with us. He's going to talk about uh, what would happen if the Australian Prime Minister suddenly decided he was not going to take questions, except for one day a week, from members of Parliament. He will also be addressing the issue of the carbon tax, which Mr. Trudeau insists we're going to have. Saskatchewan, you heard the minister yesterday, Minister of the Environment for Saskatchewan, saying, see you in court, Mr. Trudeau. 
Well, in Australia in 2014, as we've told you in the past, they did away with the carbon tax because they found that it was hurting the country's economy and it was hurting Australian families. So they did away with it. We'll talk to Mr. Batten about that. Um, And the Australian government has also, and I told you this a couple of weeks ago, the Australian government has also put in place legislation that if you want to become an Australian citizen, first of all, you have to live there for four years, then you must... Uh, significantly prove that you understand and accept Australian values. Big issue in Canada from time to time. The Canadian values issue, that's going to come up again before the end of this month when the Conservatives choose their leader. And uh, we'll speak to Mr. Batten about that. One of the other things that you have to do if you want to become an Australian citizen, you must prove demonstrably that you've assimilated into Australian society. How you do that, I don't know, but we'll ask him about that and take some calls. But we're going to begin with a story that made headlines not only in Canada, but uh, internationally this week. And it has to do with the co-founder of Pig Save Toronto. And uh, let's talk to Anita and talk to Emily Lavender. She's uh, with PETA Canada, People for the Ethical Treatment of uh, of Animals. Um, Anita, I keep blowing the pronunciation of your last name, so I'm not going to try it. What, what, how do I do this properly? What's the proper pronunci- pronunciation of your last name? Uh, it rhymes with Heinz. Ketchup? Kreitz. Kreitz. Yes. I think you told me that last time. <laughs> I, yes. I, congratulations on, uh, on your victory in court. Thank you. I'm relieved. I'm very happy. Did you have a sense that it was going to turn out this way for you? I, I did, and um, but you never know with with the courts, right? Um, so I, you know, I am relieved. I feel different now. I guess there was a bit of a weight on my shoulders, and I'm happy that compassion is not a crime, and that giving water to thirsty pigs uh, is the right thing to do. What did the judge say? Well, the judge, I, I, I sort of, uh, he, he, I was disappointed in part of the ruling. For example, he said pigs are property in Canadian law, but then he said that dogs and cats are as well. And what that suggests is that the legal system has to catch up with our morals. And he had, had suggested that earlier. He said the law moves slowly. And, you know, you mentioned Sonny, and I, you know, I want to mention my, my friend, Mr. Bean, and he's the other co-founder of Toronto Pick Safe, because when I adopted him from Project Jesse of Animal Lines of Canada, I started walking on Lakeshore, and that's when I saw the trucks with the, the pigs being transported to a downtown Toronto slaughterhouse. So, mm. You know, dogs are part of our family. And, you know, when I saw the pigs looking out of those portholes, they're no different. I mean, they have the same kind of feelings. And the pig trial went over those kinds of issues. And, you know, I was hoping that the judge would have taken into account the experts that we had, like like Dr. Lori Marino, who said, scientifically, pigs are persons in the sense that they're self-aware, they're autonomous, they have sentience. You know, they have, they have feelings of pleasure and pain. They have complex personalities. Um, so under, that, under, those, under the definition of personhood, pigs are persons and not property. Well, I mean, there was an argument about that in court in the United States. It had to do, I think, with, uh, with, with either chimpanzees yes. or orangutans. I'm not sure which one it was. but It, it but was chimps. Was it chimps? And they were trying to yes. establish whether or not they were sentient beings. And I don't know whether they've come to a conclusion in that court case yet or not. Yeah, so Dr. or Professor Stephen Weiss, he uh, started the um, Non-Human Rights Project, and he's trying to establish personhood for the great apes and cetaceans. And he's, he's been promoting this, he's been working on cases around the world. And um, he has used uh, cu- customary law to make his case. 
You know, there are a lot of people who would feel more than likely, and I'm sure you've run into this, there were lots of people who would feel that what you did by offering water to the pigs was not a not an act that should have gotten you into, taken you into court. But at the same time, uh, the, these very same people, and I may be one of them, will question you on, on just how far you think pigs' rights go and pigs, um, uh, yeah, I guess pigs' rights uh, go and animal rights go. I, I love my little buddies, believe me, and we talked about this in the past. But I don't know that people will, will agree with you that they are sentient beings and have the same rights as, as humans. Well, they may. They may. You know what? Most people may. I don't know. We'll find out. Okay. Well, I think one way to look at it is uh, everyone has interests. Um, you have an interest in having water, having basic, basic rights, like uh, having enough shelter, having food. Uh, yeah. You have an interest in not being confined, in not being tortured and not being executed. So, right. You know, human rights law took a while to develop. There was a time when those human rights did not exist. But there are basic rights that we can all agree on, like... Uh, and and for but the thing is, you know, humans are just one animal species. There are other species on this planet we share share this planet with. And and you know, I think it's it, 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 animal rights is is, is inevitable. I, in no, time, I you know what, I I don't disagree that animals have rights. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. It's how, it's what rights and how far the rights of animals go. That's going to be the debate. The debate question, or maybe people will just say what she did is not correct, but what she's advocating is also not correct. Um, I think you know there's there are more and more people who are joining the animal rights movement. I mean, I was a meat eater, and I I just wasn't aware. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the film, and I, I became aware. And then my mother was like laughed at me for ten years. She thought I was crazy for mm-hmm. being a vegan. And then she went vegetarian, then she went vegan. And, you know, I came, you know, parents came from the former Yugoslavia and uh, my sister's vegan now. And just like people change, cultures change. I was, because this case went global, like I was interviewed this morning by the largest Slovenian paper and they've heard of this case. And there's just, there's a lot of support. And, and, and the, the move, the group, Toronto Pig Safe, has started something that's very simple. Like it's the idea of bearing witness, the idea of being present in, at a site of injustice, such as the slaughterhouse, which is a very violent place for animals, and, and looking them in the eyes and seeing the fear in their eyes. And this idea is so simple that it's spread. So there are 150 groups now. You know, so Charge Fix Day started in 2010. Um, now it's grown in, in Europe. There's like almost 40 groups in the, U, in the UK. There's two groups in Sweden and Netherlands. There's a group in Hong Kong that started this year by a young artist. And at her first vigil, she gave water to thirsty pigs. In a, yeah, at a you may, you, this may tr- prove to be a watershed moment, this, uh, this trial of yours. I don't know. It may prove to be, eventually, we may look back at uh, um, what, what you experienced, Anita, and it may prove to be something that... You know, most people today would not think it would be possible. Let me get you to hold on. We're going to come back, and then we also want to speak with Emily Lavender from PETA. PETA was very much uh, standing with Toronto Pig Save on this particular uh, case. We'll come back on the Roy Green Show. Oh, there's also a story out of Montreal that's very, very disturbing, out of Laval, Quebec, which is just off, uh, just outside Montreal. And the story there is that police in Laval shot a dog that was doing absolutely nothing uh, that deserved any deserved what he got. The The story from a witness is that the police had stopped and were arresting two individuals, and the dog who was with one of the men who was being arrested uh, was just lying beside uh, the uh, the guy who was arrested, and the police 
Officers shot him and killed him. The police are saying that the dog had, in fact, uh, been acting aggressively toward the police officers. So there's an, a, there's uh, an exchange of opinions in that particular case. But that brings us to the whole question about whether well, dog breeds should be banned. And that's the next big fight that's going to happen in Canada. It began in Ontario a number of years ago with Ontario uh, banning pit bulls. And it's now spread. By the way, there are jurisdictions in North America where they've had a pit bull ban. They've rescinded the pit bull ban because it wasn't fair. It didn't work out. And uh, and, and that's the way. I think in the entire state of Colorado, they used to have pit bull bans, and they don't any, have any longer. People have a lot of difficulty identifying what a pit bull is. We'll talk about that. We'll talk with Emily Lavender from PETA and more with Anita Kreintz, co-founder of Pig Save Toronto, in just a minute. Compassionate, caring, and cuddly. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. France has its presidential election today. Depending on how things work out with the connections, we should be speaking with Jeff Semple, the European Bureau Chief for Global News, uh, about what's happening in in France. He's at an event at the moment for Macron, who is uh, the favorite. Now we're speaking with uh, Anita Kreins of uh, Pig Save Toronto, co-founder, who was found not guilty of mischief. A mischief charge tossing uh, was tossed out, and uh, she had. Did you did you give them water to to drink, or did you just spray them with water? I gave them water to drink. Okay, and, and how we long? We do this at our weekly vigil, so we do this every week okay. in the summer's heat. Okay, Emily uh, Lavender is with us as well. By the way, the the word is that uh, Marine Le Pen has conceded defeat in the French presidential election, and she's made a concession phone call to Emmanuel Macron. So Emmanuel Macron is going to be the next president of France. Emily Lavender of Peter Canada is with us. Emily, thank you for taking the time. Where does the, where does where does Anita's case and argument fit into the whole issue as far as Peter's concerned and animal rights is concerned? Well, I think that uh, Anita's kindness has inspired people all over the world to put down their pork chops and See that there are animals um, with personalities and a will to live. Um, these pigs, you know, form families and friendships if given the chance. They feel love and joy, but also pain and fear. And um, Anita put herself in their place and made the compassionate choice to offer water to these thirsty pigs. Right. And I mean, each and every one of us can, um, you know, choose kindness every time we sit down for a meal by simply leaving animals off our plate. So and, what do you think, what do you think, what do you think of people who have bacon first thing in the morning? Um, well, I mean, I used to be a huge meat eater. Uh, bacon was one of my favorite things. And um, I think it's, it's opening our eyes. Most people are against cruelty to animals, um, but I think most people have no idea um, how they um, suffer in farms during transport and at the slaughterhouse. And this case is helping to open people's eyes and see that, um, I mean, specifically for the transport, um, 
I mean, there's 700 million farm animals transported every year in Canada. The CFIA admits that 14 million animals per year may be suffering during transport. Uh, with over one and a half million arriving at the slaughterhouse. Okay, I, I can appreciate so, that. I, I just don't have a lot of time to go through statistical evidence. We can talk about that another day. But uh, Anita, what happens going forward? Will you, you'll be doing the same thing in 2017 in the summertime. And one of the things the industry is concerned about is that animal rights activists may escalate now. Is that is that something that you have planned, maybe? Yes, I, I mean... We, our group promotes the idea that everyone has a duty to bear witness. So when you see a dog or a pig or a person or a bird suffering, um, don't say like, oh, it's too hard, I don't want to look, but come close, as close as you can, and try to help. That's the definition of bearing witness. And what I really wanted this trial to achieve is to raise people's awareness about that they can do something, just mm-hmm. like Emily said, like whether it's, you know, when you're sitting down to eat, but but more more than that, I don't want people just to be vegan and or, you know I want people to actually act. I want people to know they have so much power to just like do the right thing in their own community. If there's a slaughterhouse, well, what rights? What rights? What rights does the what do, what rights does the pig owner have? What rights does the company have? Uh, well, I would want them. I, I have nothing against truckers or factory farmers, right. except the idea that we would all benefit if we move towards a plant-based food economy, all of us. And, and you know, there are superbugs associated with factory farming. There's, uh, you know, there's cancer associated with eating bacon. Well, we, may, we, may, we may eventually get there, and I, 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 I thank you for joining me today. We'll talk another time. We'll talk more about this. But I'm going to let you go now because I want to take some phone calls as well. But you've, you've won the court case. We've talked to you before the court case, after the court case, and I have a feeling we'll be talking again. Always a pleasure talking to you. And thank you, Anita. Luck, and and Emily, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, uh, there's Anita Kreitz from Pig Save Toronto and Emily Lavender from PETA Canada. 1-800-263-2428. You can hang up the calls now, Will. 1-800-263-2428 is my number on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. 1-800-263-2428. How do you see um, Anita Kreitz? Do you see her as... Uh, a do-gooder who interferes with legal business, or a good person who saw what she views as animals in distress and provided relief. 1-800-263-2428. Are they do-gooders, or are they people who just, you know, saw a problem and dealt with it? 1-800-263-2428. And since dogs are in the news on the shooting of the dog in Quebec, where they insist there's going to be breed-specific legislation, so there'll be breed bans... If you have something to say about that issue, about banning certain breeds of dogs, call me now. But uh, specifically, Anita Kreintz, do-gooder or a good person? 1-800-263-2428.